You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? This is Debbie Vallejo, um, and you're listening to Noisy Narratives, and I'm here along with my two friends, Christy and Amy. Christy, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing well. You having a good week? Maybe. It's oh, Monday. she's it's Monday. It's Monday. I'm like, wait, what day? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to edit that part out because <laughs> it's actually Monday. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday? We're dropping this oh. on Wednesday. <laughs> And now I'm really confused. Still... No, let's, let's, I'm leaving that in because this, this is, is a good, good. outtake. <laughs> I'm going to leave this in for an outtake. Wait, the look on her face, it's Wednesday. <laughs> we could have ran okay, with that for I a while. Totally, okay. totally. Oh, I totally, totally. I should have just said yes. It's I Wednesday. It's I would have, my head would have been spinning. Oh my gosh. I absolutely need to leave. I'm leaving that in for an outtake Maybe somewhere. I just don't know how to respond so when fun. asked me how I'm doing. Maybe that's part of There's the problem. There's a hesitation there. You look like a deer in headlights. Like, how am I doing? I don't know how I'm doing at all. I can't figure that out. I'm great. I've already gone for my walk for the day. I've done some things on my to-do list. And you're doing a workout after that? We don't need to talk about it, but I feel kind of bloated lately. I feel, and I have to read like two or three chapters. Oh, and I'm you said that. trying I that to figure out what book. Where the crawdad scene. Oh, yeah. I brought that for you. I'm trying to figure out ways to do things and read versus always sitting. So I'm going to go sit on a bike, the gym, and read. You know, I've tried that, and that was hard. To bike it because some people love it, they do it all the time. I know, yeah. so hopefully, you will be more talented. Well, I did, it last, yeah. I did it last week, and the book I'm having to read for a class. Oh, oh my gosh, it's an audio like, book if you're on a machine. That's what smart people do. I, well, I mean, I'll think about that. I'm not saying you're not smart, I'm just saying it. I could be smarter, in some but areas. you'd have to that's something else to buy, right? Because you already have it in paper, yeah, yeah. And this is a big book, too. But I'd like to, to highlight and write because I have to yes. go back and use it later on. So it's really oh, that's true. But it was. I mean, I had my pen and I was like riding my bike, like and reading that book. And I thought this is probably not a good book to bring because this is for school. Yes. So you All do have to related. take notes. I yes. mean, this is something. This All is not just for your. It's not a pleasure read, right? No, but it, I actually enjoy this reading better than. That's great. A Reese Witherspoon. I tried to read this oh, summer. Oh, you told me about that. I was talking to my mother, and I was like, "When? Why is sex in every chapter of this book that I'm reading?" And mm-hmm. she was like, "Oh, it's in all the books now, Christy." And explicit, explicit okay. sex. Is this a wait a minute? So is this a fiction book? Yeah. So it's a fiction book that Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. wrote, and there's a no, lot. No, she no, endorsed. No. She endorsed. Like, she oh, does the a book club. club. Like like oh. Oprah. She does a she does her Reese's reading list yeah. or something oh, like that. Oh, okay. Like, oh, that looks cute. I'll get yeah. it. I got yeah. it, and I was two chapters in, and I was like. I Hello. can't do no. this. Like, like have a romance in a book and it'd be like a side to the story, but not like the full story. No, or it was horrible. A woman needs to be, you know. It's very inappropriate, I thought. You can kiss and then close a door in a book, and I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> yeah, but I guess not. I mean, I guess that's why people like this, though. <laughs> but women so. like, it's the whole women are rescued by the manly man. and he, like, Is it the anyway. whole Bridgerton phenomenon? What is that? That's the Bridgerton series that came on, was it Netflix? That yeah, it was so I big this summer. Yeah. And it apparently is full of it is. sex scenes. It is. And um, the, it's based on romance novels that have a lot of sex in them. So oh, yeah. I'm sure that that's... I just, that's just not something I enjoy reading about. But we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today. And so we can, We've <laughs> just talked about the flesh. But we have to introduce Amy. In our, She's with in us. In our desire of the oh, flesh. They know, they know I'm here. They know. 
Amy's here with us. She's here. <laughs> talking, We're happy yes. she's here. She's here um, joining us for the talk about the Holy Spirit. And so that'll be an interesting conversation, too. Like, it talks about the flesh and what you shouldn't do, what's fleshly. But is there a part of that of things we shouldn't watch? Or are we excused we from some about, of that? That's something we did talk about in Bible study yesterday. We were mm-hmm. talking about um, what you, what you, what your ingest. basic ingest. Thank you. I can't come up with any words today. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Rescue well, was a second ago, and I couldn't do that one either. What you ingest mentally, what you're mm-hmm. hearing, what you're, yeah. Mm-hmm. And is, how do we draw that line? And because people draw them in different places. Yeah. People I respect greatly draw them in different places. I find that interesting Because whatever too. you're ingesting is what you're thinking about and what's going sure. to. Um, I can't think of the word. Well, this is what, this is where it came from. It says, whoever or whatever controls a person's mind ultimately has the power to dictate the affairs and outcome of that person's life. Yes. By Rick Renner. But then you're like, how, you what ends up controlling your mind? Why? Yeah. yeah, that's just because you watch something, does that mean it controls your mind? That's the question, too. Well, it, it's it's like um, any good movie that you see or any good book that you read. If it's really good, then like like the movie The Notebook. Like, I love yeah. that movie, The Notebook. Mm-hmm. But then I'm thinking about it months later. So it's... It and if you're like me, all my the movies I watch end up in my dreams. So I cannot watch really scary movies because I have nightmares for weeks. Speaking Years. of, if you want to go take your kids to see Disney Jungle Cruise, it's yeah. amazing. You take the I've heard it's really nephew. good. It is. It's, I've heard the, it was The effects good. on it are kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean. It's really yeah. good like that. So okay. my niece was in my lap for half of it. It was scary? Intense. It's intense. There's kind of kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean where there's like, and she, plus I had to take her to the bathroom four times. So I missed <laughs> parts. So... <laughs> Going to the movies with kids. And then and I get off. back after the fourth trip and my nephew's like, hey, can you go get me a hot dog? I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm, no. You pick the pretzel, you eat the pretzel. But you're our favorite aunt. Oh, yeah, you're the best aunt you're ever. You're the I'm best like, aunt I'm ever. Auntie, Auntie Amy. Well, I'm not the only one that they have, but let's face it, I'm the only one that they have. Here, yeah. Well, you're the one they stay with a lot. Like, yeah. they literally have little places. Mm-hmm. At your have at your, yeah, yeah, at your house. I think that's amazing by the way. Okay. So we're talking about the flesh, walking we're by talking, the flesh and walking by the spirit. Well, let's, and we're, yeah. Cause the topic today we're really discussing is right. The Holy spirit versus the flesh. Is that where yeah. we're going? Is we're saying. I like to put it the flesh versus the Holy spirit. Oh, so are you, you, you change that. Are you more Holy spirity? So I'm go, I put the spirit first. I'm just saying, well, I'm going off of Galatians five. I'm going <laughs> biblical on you. So I'm going to go Galatians five seventeen. It says for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. Yeah. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. These are opposed to each other all the time. So they, that you don't do what you want. Yeah. But if you're led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So I like it, how it totally defines the situation. They're always against each other. Always. And they never, and it didn't just say the flesh and the spirit. They, you were he, Galatians they what? 517. Five. Okay. So I'm in Galatians 6, 7. What do you got? Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good for all that, all the proper time. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So in that, what I heard to say is flesh causes destruction. Mm-hmm. We also know from other Bible verses, flesh brings passion and desire. <clears throat> Excuse me. Flesh is weak. I like what Romans says. But does the Holy Spirit bring passion and desire also? Didn't we have that question yesterday too? And I think we compared it to the flesh brings. We talked about passion and desire sometimes as being a positive and a negative. But in the context of the scripture, 
the flesh brings that, and so it's negative in those contexts. Okay. Well, can we so so the topic we're discussing is the flesh versus the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Then we're saying the difference between mm-hmm. two. So then I do think we kind of talked about in general, right, that those two are warring against each other. So can we define what that looks like? Like if we go back to um, Galatians 5 and read Mm -hmm. those two paragraphs where you literally have a list of things that belong to the flesh and a list of things that belong to the spirit, Mm -hmm. right? You want to read them? So it starts in Galatians 5.19 is where in the what they list first, to Christie's point, <laughs> the Bible lists the fleshly things first. <laughs> and it Paul basically says, now the works of the flesh are obvious. And that's what I found interesting, too. Obvious. Did you? Yes. That 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 he yesterday. said obvious. Like, they should not be hard to spot. They are sexual immorality. Moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, which I found interesting. Outbursts of anger are right there along with promiscuity and sexual immorality. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing. And then this big thing part that says, and anything similar is what he says. Or anything close to that. Anything the same. Which what is which, your... which version? CS, CSV is what I've got. Christian Standard Version is what I'm reading. Okay. NIV. Okay. So it's carousing. Mine says orgies. Yes. And that's pretty. Yes. And I know the ESV but says carousing would not, orgies would not make me think that word. Not make carousing me think of orgies? Carousing kind of like, would not make me think of orgies. Carousing would just be like. Uh, a Drunkenness. Yes. Partying. Partying. You yes. think partying when you think carousing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Because ESV says orgies too, I think. And I and then Paul goes on to say, and I'm warning you about these things as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, which is pretty, he's pretty emphatic, right? So then you've got that paragraph and mm-hmm. then the fruit of the spirit paragraph. Do you want to read that one, Amy? Starting sure. in 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Right. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying of each other. Envying each other. Mm-hmm. Like how it says, like we just talked about passion and desires. They crucify the flesh with its passion. Like, be gone. It's not something that we want to keep here. So fleshly passion, fleshly mm-hmm. desire mm-hmm. is so going to look, look different than desires and passion provided by the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Those will be foundationally built on kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness. Mm-hmm. But I feel like God also gives us passion and desires as a gift, like between a husband and a wife. So at what point do we know it's not of the flesh and it's of the because spirit? Because the foundation of that passion desire is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. So if I would think if you're acting selfishly in your sexual desires, which mm-hmm. I think is something that's very um, common. common and tempting to do. Mm-hmm. Then you have that passion and desire is not always of, it's not of the spirit because if you're selfish in that, you're you then you're basically still if you're married, basing mm-hmm. your passion and desire on the flesh because you're right, you're pushing I'm, I'm your totally own selfishness. 100% agreement on you. I think that you could continue that conversation down a yes. really narrow path. Yes, I think it would and be I great. <laughs> 
It we could. That's so good. I could steer us there. Let's 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 elevate to another. Because <laughs> that yeah, because like that's a whole nother podcast, right? I mean, that's a whole nother discussion of what that can look like in a marriage. Yeah. Um, and how that selfishness can be abused. Can, yes, and can, used against people. Mm-hmm. To keep them or to use it. I, it's just yucky. Like, you're my spouse, your body belongs to me, therefore you should X, Y, Z. Yeah, right? I agree. That's probably a different podcast. Mm-hmm. It is. So write that note for us to mm-hmm. do at a different time. Amy, you want to step up for that one? You want to be involved in that one? Sure. <laughs> I'm not married, but I can be involved in that one. Lots of good questions to be asked. So many good questions. Uh, okay, so then the fruit of the spirit, not fruit of the spirit, to walk in the spirit. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? We just talked about it there, but I think we have to go to other places, right? Or we can break down the flesh. I think the flesh is, I don't think people understand what the flesh is and they don't, I think I used the word vilify earlier. Like I want to vilify the flesh. I think it needs to be something that we go, this is disgusting. This is gross. I don't want to act out of this. It's not my best version of me. It, it, uh, it leaves bodies dead on the side of the road when I'm doing things out of my flesh, Mm -hmm. which means you have to be aware of it. And flesh is really here saying humanness, not like physical, I mean, like your physical body. Yes. But really just your sinful nature. Yes. Not your, um, so your human nature. Right. So, and then to walk in the spirit, um, is to live against that. To live, to walk against your flesh, which is hard to do every single day. It is. So for me, mentally, if I'm if I'm sitting in a Bible study, I think I've told you that both this before. If I'm sitting in a Bible study, and my sometimes I I want to think it's it's Satan that's really plugging me for to ask more questions, like, well, why am I believing this? And I know I'm being taught this, but it's really not Satan because he's on he's not omniscient. It's my human self that's saying. Mm-hmm. Why should I believe this? Why should I believe Christ is my Lord and Savior? Well, I've been taught that, and he's been he's called me by faith to believe that, mm-hmm. and I accepted him as, at a young age. And so, to me, that's my flesh. That's. But are questions bad? No. Okay, so how do you distinguish? Is doubting bad? Well, I think if you're if you're asking a question, you have a little bit of doubt in you there. But if if I'm I'm not 100% in doubt if I'm sitting in a study and I'm continuing to study and if I'm continue to talk to Christ and I, so that to me is not doubting. Mm -hmm. That's just questioning and questions aren't bad. That's how you learn more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I think, because I think your questions can be from, it's motivation, right? Mm -hmm. If you're saying, I want to learn more. I want to learn more about who God is. Right. You know, who my savior is. Therefore, I understand more my own identity because he's the one that made me. But if you're questioning, like, I'm trying to find loopholes in this. Right. In an effort to not believe. Right. To, justify to, my behavior. to justify my behavior. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Any of those. I think that's more of a fleshly conversation, right? Because right. you're like, I'm wanting to justify my sin. And if I can find a loophole in this, I can do it. Right. Um because he, I mean, the path is narrow, right? And mm-hmm. one of the other verses that we talked about, I think, was John, was at 15, about abiding in the vine. Mm-hmm. Just without the vine, the branches die. Mm-hmm. So if you're not, that's what walking in the spirit is, right? Like if you're not abiding in the vine as the branch, you will not survive. You will wither away. And those are some pretty emphatic pictures, right? <laughs> that John paints and then Paul paints about what flesh and versus the spirit looks like. 
I think sometimes we have a hard time with the distinctions being so harsh and clear. Mm-hmm. They feel harsh to us, mm-hmm. but they're necessary, right? I was intrigued by Galatians 5.16. It says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Yeah, I was like, that's a super bold statement. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to Ephesians 6.12, it says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. So our struggle is not against our flesh when we're walking in the spirit, even though we act like it is. Like, I can be like, oh, I'm really struggling with my flesh. That should instantly tell me, oh, I'm I'm not walking in the Spirit. But I love how, even Ephesians, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And he goes on to say, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. And I thought to myself, this is this is probably a problem I'm having, is that I shouldn't, walking in the flesh is not my problem. It is a problem, but it's not the ultimate problem. It's the people around me, the authorities, the princes of darkness, acknowledging where Satan is. Mm -hmm. Because when you're walking in the spirit, there's times that I want to be like, oh, that's my flesh. Sometimes it is. Maybe if I'm walking in the spirit, it can't be my flesh because that's what he says. But if you walk in the spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. But I think that what's interesting about that is the nuance, again, that we've talked about behind all these conversations. Because even when things like... And I'll bring up David and Bathsheba again. David was the one held responsible for his choices, even though he'd been anointed by God. We don't Mm -hmm. know, you know. And then even Peter, like, and he did look at Peter and say, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. And so, but there's still, like, Judas is held responsible for his choices and hangs himself. I mean, there's still this element of this fleshly response, the responsibility we have over our flesh but knowing, I think, that we're driven by the things around us that Satan will cater to our fleshly desires. I don't know. You said we're responsible, right? we're responsible for we're still our, held. Are we? We're still held responsible, which is why Jesus had to die. If but we that's why we have the Holy Spirit to be like, you take this Holy Spirit. You equip me. You fill me. I'm going to deplete myself. But then I'm, not, I'm not denying yeah, the responsibility. The responsibility. Yeah. I understand if I make a bad choice, I'm responsible for my bad choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think there goes, and I don't word things well, but it still goes back to walking in the spirit. If I walk in the spirit, I'm responsible. Your choices will not be bad, yeah. is what you're saying. Yes. Yes. And that's he... why I'm intrigued by this, why he says um, that your struggle is not against flesh and blood. But why do I feel like it is? So then I'm thinking, you know what? Actually, if I'm walking in the spirit, my it's not my flesh. It is Satan around me trying to tempt me. So it makes me elevate from going myself to going... There's something else out there that's trying to get to me. There's other things out there and acknowledging more than myself. Because, right, we all want to be at times. Oh, I didn't do that because um, I'm an alcoholic or I'm a recovering alcoholic. So it's, I'm, I can go back to that anytime. I don't want to, but it's my flesh. Whoa, time out. What if you take yourself out of the picture and you go, it's actually all these other things. It's the rulers, the authorities, the powers of the dark world against all evil forces that are trying to come at you. I don't know. I just, I mean, I'm still processing that, but I'm intrigued that when he says yeah. our struggle is not against flesh and blood. So can you walk in the spirit by yourself? Uh, without the Holy Spirit? What do you mean? No. Or can without you walk the church? Without the church. Without a, without a support system. Because I feel like that's, that's how Satan gets to me oh. in the flesh is okay. when I'm separated or. From your church. From my church or I'm, I'm made myself because i i have hermit tendencies where i sit i want to sit at home by myself not talk to anybody Mm -hmm. so i feel like that is when satan is really getting at me 
And if I let skip church on a Sunday and because I'm not teaching that Sunday. And so I just skip church and I'm like, I'm just tired. I want to sit at home. I kind of feel like that next week. Then that's when I'm more living in the flesh than I am in the spirit. Okay. So walking in the spirit, I feel like you need a support group. I would totally agree with that. So, and I think that's absolutely true. Well, because you're not going to have sin. So this is right. Your flesh is like kind of your sin desire. It's kind of pull you away from being obedient. Mm -hmm. Your sin is your flesh is. And so are you likely to sin against somebody else if there's nobody else to be around? Or other, I mean, like I my life is pretty sin good. Against somebody else, but you'll th- sin against God because you're always selfish. I mean, that's why True. he gave Adam Eve, right? I don't want you to be alone, and not because he was lonely. He wasn't lonely at God, but he's like, you, you know, I want. I'm giving you somebody else to care for, to collaborate with. Yeah, I heard to, that. I heard to that story. Move, move forward with, like yeah. to walk alongside because you to tend alone, to the garden together. Yeah, is exactly that's how. Well, God's not up in heaven by himself. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Trinity. Yeah. yeah so I mean, there's that. Always okay, well, an image bearer. He knows how great it is hanging out with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. He's like, that's what I want for you, too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he gives gives us. So I think even alone, it's just you become more, I mean, we become more selfish and alone. Like, I mean. And we become more of a target, too. Yeah. We're, we're sitting there alone in our thoughts, our, in, our, in our fleshy human thoughts. Mm-hmm. And we're. Yeah, because our brains, I mean, we carry those with us everywhere we go. And my brain's a mess. So I figure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fear doesn't always take much for me to sit in my head. So then, okay, so we're talking. This leads us to the next thing. If you're saying walking with the Spirit, then, is really what the big deal is and what that looks like every day. And our battle is not necessarily with flesh and blood around us, other flesh and blood, right? It is with, um, you know, the rulers of this world and the things that will tempt us. And even, I would say, internally, are walking with the Holy Spirit or not, so can you ignore the Holy Spirit? I think human nature is to override when you when you want to sin. You're like, I have the Holy Spirit pulling at me saying you don't need to be doing this. And you're like, yeah, well, tonight I'm just going to live for myself. You know, I'm going to. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think you can. It's a good analogy. I mean, that's a good illustration. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a decision by decision. Example, mm-hmm. which is a good one. What so about just go, going about every day, like just your everyday normal life? Like how much do we really listen? Like is it a intuitive all the time I'm listening mm-hmm. or is it really just a part of who we are? Like what's the difference? Well, that's a hard one. Because what's like what we were talking about, whatever you're ingesting is going to affect what you're living for, either yourself or the Holy Spirit. So if I'm, if I'm ingesting the word on a daily basis, then that's where I'm going to lean toward. If I'm ingesting whatever's on Netflix – or whatever else, that's what I'm going to lean toward. So where's the line in that? People draw the line differently, right? Mm-hmm. But it makes you think of the Bible verse that we are the temple and the Holy. We are mm-hmm. we are the temple, and the Holy Spirit lives in lives in us. So yes, you. I believe you can deny it because we're not our own. We now belong to God. But it depends on who you're asking. That's why when I said I'm going to have a hard time processing because there's so many things to that really loaded question you just asked. <laughs> No, I was like, it was a good question, and it is a great question to ask, but I think you you got to break that question out a little bit more. Okay. How? Uh, you, you asked it. You asked <laughs> it. I'm so processing. Ask I'm the question again. I'm just needs to change. <laughs> okay. You want me to ask the question yeah, again? Yeah, ask the question again. Can you ignore the Holy Spirit? Yes. Okay. But yes should no. you? So then, no. no. I'm saying uh, why. Okay. I'm saying how, then. How do you ignore it? What does ignoring the Holy Spirit look like? 
Well, on a practical level, day to day, if we're talking to mamas here and women here on this podcast listening, what does it look like to ignore the Holy Spirit? Well, the answer is you're walking in your flesh. Yeah, but it's not like we're all sleeping around, right? It's not like we're all like, I feel like it's more subtle. Yeah, I think it's more subtle than that. And if we're talking to people everyday life, it's like promiscuity and adultery and all Mm -hmm. that. That's Mm -hmm. not what we're dealing with, I Mm -hmm. feel like, for most. So what does it look like then? It's the, what does it say at the end of that or in that? And all other things. (laughs) Yeah. Self-ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness. I think all of those. Outbursts of anger. So really what we're dealing with when we're talking about probably a lot of us, like in our, I'm thinking of my friends, right? And myself, my family. Um, Idol, idolatry. It's an idolatry in ways we don't always recognize. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who has so the nicest car? Out- yes. Who has the nicest outfit? Maybe. Yeah. Who, has who the- made you mad? Yeah. Who and I, I think that's it too. Outbursts of anger are there as well as idolatry. Cause I'm like, what if it was taken from you or what if someone told you something you could not do would cause you to be really angry? Oh, what? Or maybe it's something that, um, Wait, so, are you not going to answer the question? I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> She's avoiding it. What are you avoiding, Amy? <laughs> it's an interesting question. Like, if you something, yeah, what would you be really angry about if it was removed from your life? And I'm saying different than just like you're like losing. Like her sonic time. drink. Amy's yes, sonic drink. Exactly. Would you be My upset? Tea. Your tea. If like, it was removed from if you. If somebody's saying you cannot drink that anymore, ever, what would you do? I've had to remove I'd things come out up with of my the life. Loophole. Like I would make it at home or something, you know. But I you think just said you... Sonic. You didn't say I couldn't have tea. <laughs> oh, my bad. Tea. But I think there's things that you find. Oh, this is not good for my body. I have to remove it. And you, t- I pout about it. Totally. Like and I, I switched to stevia. Absolutely. I'm not on the pink stuff anymore. I'm on stevia. That's so. good. I will tell That's you. Good. You try to take coffee from true coffee drinkers. Y'all get mad. Yes. You get mad. I will agree with you. Yes. And so that was something like my husband and I talked about one time. Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am happily saying that. I brought up coffee for a reason because I can identify with this personally. It's true though. <laughs> and, and so like, or alcohol from an yep. alcoholic. I was like, mm-hmm. or even not from an alcoholic, from... just someone that likes their glass exactly. of wine one I night would agree. every I night. I think everybody during COVID, including myself, I'll call myself out. I got used to having Something. a glass of wine. Oh, yeah. And then Maybe. having another one. And then mm-hmm. having another one. I'm like, well, I sleep better if I do that. And I was like, well, number one, that's a lot of calories. Number two, I don't want to get used to doing that, mm-hmm. you know. And you're and not going anywhere the next day. No. You have to see anybody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it, it would start at 5 o'clock. And now it's 3 o'clock. It's 2. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's yes. time to pull this back just a little. If I feel my, like, salivary glands, like, if I feel myself salivating mm-hmm. over right. a glass of wine, then I'm like, okay. And then the Holy it's Spirit time goes, to pull it back. should you really be doing yes. this? Mm-hmm. Should we yes. be doing this right now? And I'm like... Shut up, Holy Spirit. I yeah. want a glass of wine. <laughs> so this is where you're either it's ignoring good. it or you're stepping up and saying, I'm going right. to drink. Yeah. So, and right. I would say there's even, because there's acceptable forms of those kind of things in our lives that would mm-hmm. bring about anger. If we And I'm thinking of like even exercising. Oh, yeah. My mm-hmm. husband is a huge exercise guy. Very fit, right? We look at that like it's really good, which it is in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But it could say idolatry too. Talk to me about what he's like if he done if something happens and we're mm-hmm. somewhere and he can't exercise for a few days. Yeah. Right? And so and he knows that about himself. And so there are times like find a gym. 
like mm-hmm. or go something. Run some laps, whatever. Seriously, it's like football like, season when it's over. Yeah, like men are angry. My yes. house doesn't function real well on Sundays. <laughs> like a couple, it takes them a while to be like, we have no football, or the Cowboys <laughs> lose, and yes. other teams are playing. I know so. Oh. Like I will call oh. out some friends that their teams lose, and they are in yeah. a bad mood for days. I'm yeah. like, how is that okay to put your family through that? Mm-hmm. They know they have to avoid. Like that is outbursts of anger, even selfish ambition in some ways. Being able to talk and brag about their team, right? Yeah. Or idolatry. They're idolatry, you know. But those I would say are in our society culturally acceptable, acceptable. forms of those things. Yep. So I would. Speaking of loopholes, I <laughs> seven, eight years ago, um, so into fitness, so thin to the to the um, unhealthy part. But I would go to the gym on a Sunday, but I'd listen to Jack Graham podcast. And I'm like, well, see, I'm doing God first. Like, got, no, yeah. I'm not. Oh, I'm just at the gym and fitting him in. Yeah. Justifying so, it by saying, hey, I go to the gym. So I was quieting the Holy Spirit within me by saying, let me just throw you a bone. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is what I'm doing. And I think that's good because it, we do have to caveat here. We're not saying going to the gym is wrong. No. We're not saying exercise is wrong. No. We're saying if there's a life takeover, mm-hmm. if other people are secondary to your need to do that all the time. Now, sometimes right. they can be, but all the time. Right. Right? Anything in your life you're saying you're putting, elevating to that level above every if, it, if you're putting anything in your life above everything else and that's idolatry to me is that jobs, how we can explain jobs it? jobs career. kids all those things mm-hmm. oh totally kids are a big i think we can place them in steps of Sometimes idolatry you put your spouse mm-hmm. above everything else yes. yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah I you could put kids up there high i think yeah like when kids go back to school mm. some moms are like oh I'll do. or they go to college yep i don't know what to do yeah. i remember a mom said she had Three kids. She had two boys that were twins, and then she had a younger one that was probably three years younger. And so when all three of them left, she was like, I totally worshipped my kids. Mm. She was like, "My the advice I would give any mom is have a hobby. Because when your kids leave, they leave. And yeah. they don't care that they left you with nothing to do. Yeah, They don't care. They're nope. gone. And you're at home like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, She was like, find a hobby. Do something, something for yourself. It's either a job or it's a volunteer yeah. or it's an outreach, yeah. anything, hobby, whatever something you want So that do. when they leave, you're like, okay, well, that's great. I, mm. I, can, I still have things to do. I thought that was My sister yeah. asked me the other day, she was like, when, when are you going to put yourself first? She asked me that the other day. I was like, oh, how did you respond to that? I was like, you like, I'm like, well, I live by myself. And I'm like, don't yeah. I put myself first? She's like, no, you don't. And why was she saying that to you out of curiosity? Can I ask? Um, because I was really, um, I was really unhappy and mm-hmm. I... I, Were you frustrated with something? I was frustrated with something and someone. Um, like I was frustrated about my weight. I'm frustrated, like I don't like it the way I look right now. And she's mm. like, "Well, when are you going to put yourself first? When are you going to do something for you?" I was like, "Oh." So how does? Because I think that's another good question. Because there's a time that's appropriate, right? So mm-hmm. how do you know when you're putting yourself first for the wrong reasons versus when you're putting yourself first for the right know. reasons? One's flesh, one's not, right? Yeah. I mean, because I think that's a hard question we all have to deal with a lot. Yeah. But in this situation, she was probably giving you, that's the nuance. She was probably giving you some really good advice. Like Amy, I think this is something that matters to you and it's okay to care about it. Right. Sometimes we need someone to give us the flag, like the green flag to be like, you're not, you can do this better. You can do this Mm -hmm. for you. It's okay. Right. Where if you're like, but I got to take care of mom or I got to go check on that. And then I have work and I live by myself. So I got to make sure my, I have my income coming in and I'm in sales. So what if Mm -hmm. I don't do this and I don't do that? It's an hour and a half of your day. Yeah. Like you can do that. So you have to start thinking like, 
I can do this for an hour and a half. So like in that situation, I can see how you get caught up and I can understand how moms with kids too. Well, I got to make sure this and this when they go, I mean, I'm kind of that way. Mm -hmm. We have to be like, Christy, it's like an hour or it's 50 minutes. You can do this for 50 minutes. That kind of thing. You have to like talk to self-coach. Yeah. It's hard. That's interesting. So what have you decided in that situation? Making time for myself. Right. Making time for myself to go to the gym and eating better and things like that and just changing my focus to to be healthy and not not a look but saying i need to take care of my body because god gave me yes yeah yes like god gave me this body and if i'm gonna be equipped and do what he wants me to do here on earth i need Mm -hmm. to take care of it and uh, yeah totally and to me that's that's the physical part but also the mental part the mental part is you know taking a, a moment to myself and getting more involved in church and, you know, doing things, staying busy. A lot for me is just staying busy. If I can stay busy, I'm, I'm happier. Like I said, it's in those down moments that is when Satan Mm. really has a field day with you. So if I can stay busy, that's. And that is what people brings too, right? Good busy. Yes. People bring that to us, that good busy. Mm -hmm. Other people in our lives. Yeah. Help give us that. Man, that's interesting. What an interesting conversation. So then here's another one I wanted to ask about then that I think is interesting. Um, Because we talked about kind of the outbursts of anger and then jealousy and all that. But what about um, envy? Because that's not always outward. It's like covetedness also. Yeah, exactly. So how do you know when that's messing with your head enough to where you're like, I am Mm. not living, walking with the Holy Spirit? Um, I think that you can... You can um, envy somebody's situation from the outside as long as you take a look at the big picture and go, is it really as good as I think it is? Or, oh, I like her outfit, but be happy for, for her for her because she looks great in it. Or, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Things like that. But I think when you catch yourself not being happy for another person and not being praising another person or just being happy, genuinely happy mm-hmm. for somebody else, that's when I think it's... Because envy does bring, or covetousness, right? Same thing, right? Yeah, so too. It it does feel different, right? Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. I think if it makes you feel bad, if you're if you're yeah. envying somebody else so much that it makes you feel bad, then that's not a good feeling. And you start kind of being mad you don't have what they have, right? And that comes from that comes from within. You instead of blaming that person, then you need to look at yourself and go, Why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. Why can't I just be happy? For why am I jealous of this person? God made me the way that I am and them the way that they are. Yes. So envy is a feeling of discontent and resentment based on someone else's possessions, abilities, or status. I'm going to break this. is really cool. It can be malign or benign. It can be felt about someone's possessions, abilities, status, or fortune. And it's one of the seven deadly sins. Mark that for just a second. Covet. Covet is wishing, longing, or craving for something that belongs to someone else usually associated with material possessions, usually malicious, which is 100% true, right? It's included in one of the Ten Commandments. So there is a difference. So when I said, oh, same. No, after I said that, I was like, no, they're 100% different. But it's interesting that different versions use those two interchangeably, it seems like, different versions. Because mine says envy, yours says covet, right? No, I just used covet. I just said that word because that's what I was thinking of. I've got envy in mine. Okay. No, I was just thinking was, of the word. I think because envy, I think, sometimes leads to covetousness. Yes. Or covetousness. I think they walk hand in hand. Yeah, because envy is a feeling of discontent and resentment, which covet is wishing and longing or craving for something that belonged to somebody else. Because I feel Someone like else. as I'm reading through the list of the flesh stuff in Galatians, 
19 through 21 or whatever, where it says sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, all those. Um, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy. To me, envy, as I'm looking, is one of the biggest struggles we have with where we live. Like even like selfish ambitions leads, up there. That's but up. don't you think the selfish ambitions comes a lot of times from the envy? I don't know. I feel like it. It's envy caused being, by the envy. Yeah, like I feel like it's envy a, is a huge a like. Yeah, like counterpoint to like a lot of what we do. Yeah, but I, I like under covet the word malicious. I do. Yeah, I mean, it's mean. You watch out. They're malicious. Because so if you're like walking it. with the spirit and you have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, can you have envy? Is it possible? Why well, is can envy- appreciate. Go ahead. Oh, you. I don't think it's envy if it's if it's that. You can appreciate, but I think if you're, you have this peace, joy, and love, then you can genuinely be happy for somebody else. So then you can't be envious if you have peace, probably. You, you could still appreciate. Where were you going with joy. that, Christy? Well, I was just thinking it's interesting that God put covet in the Ten Commandments mm. and not envy. That is. So if we think about it that way, I mean, granted, the Catholics put it in the seven deadly sins for envy. Yeah. <laughs> but if we went to the Ten Commandments, why did he put covet? Like, what does covet cause? Is it cause? It must cause something deeper and more. And it, if it acts out as maliciousness. Sinister. More sinister something. than envy. So should we hold covetous at a higher standard than envy? But then... And I'm not saying we should probably hold them, but it is a question. But then it's listed here as the flesh of envy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I think that's a something definitely to look at. And maybe mm-hmm. covetousness falls in some of these. Or these well, fall under them. And I, I, I feel like even if you even go back to Adam and Eve, I think envy was where it started in a lot of ways with Eve. She wanted to be God. She wanted to be like God. She wanted to have what God had. Is that not covetousness, though? Is that why same you think thing, like, maybe, like I do think there's an element of that those things just if you're walking with the spirit that may be one of the inner emotional kind of thought patterns that are a good red flag to go ooh, this is a good indication i'm not before mm-hmm. there's any outward action right before there's mm-hmm. any this is what i'm dealing with on the inside they're saying synonyms for envy is covetousness. i don't know I'm intrigued by that's that. Very interesting. So I'm Google the difference between envy and covetousness. Well, that's what Christy just did. Is that what you shared the difference. Um, I just think for us, if we're looking every day, these little snipping away that happens to us when we're not walking with the spirit, I think that's a good beginning indication is it's, if you start being envious and not content. It seems like we should just walk around and read our Bible all the time and not do anything else. <laughs> yeah, we're like there. impenetrable as far do as Do nothing the else. Just, just read the Bible. Read the Bible. I mean, because like morning, noon, and night. Or in your case, you need an audio book. So I, need a, I need to listen to the Bible <laughs> all the time. Because it does, It. I mean, it's true though. And I don't know if we talked about this when we were recording or not recording, but kind of what goes in your brain, Yeah. what you focus on, um, and the books that you read. That's when I found myself reading that book and just going... I, did we talk about that when we were recording or did we talk about that before? I think it was before. Okay. So I was reading a book. I didn't realize that so many, what's a good word? Sexual and sexual immorality was taking place in books, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you were reading this while you were walking. Yeah. Yeah. You or, did talk about that. No, I was, no, I was reading gym, it um, at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, this is the one I was reading from Reese's book. Oh, the, uh, yeah. 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 And I was yeah, yeah. shocked at all the sex in the book. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it even like that lingered with me for two or three days. And I thought, I can't have this in my head. Yeah. Because that's what you, I mean, that's what you're thinking about. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. And then I thought, I, I need to be reading the Bible. I would mm-hmm. much rather have the Bible 
mm-hmm. in my head all the time. Like, I love all the people right now that are listening to the Bible app or yeah. the Bible recap. The Bible recap's great. Today. They're talking about mm-hmm. it. They're having conversations about it. Oh, are you listening to it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I am. Where are you at? And I love that that causes a great conversation. Yeah. That's what we should really... That and commentary. How about the Bible and commentary? <laughs> what people think and know about, more Bible about the Bible. and commentary. I know that's a horrible way to say it, but there are times that... I mean, your Facebook, your Instagram leads to enviness, leads to dissension, mm-hmm. leads to selfish ambition, leads to rage in the house because you're ticked that you don't have this. And exactly. so then you're like, oh, and then you get mad at your husband because he didn't fix the stove. It's broken yeah. and kids leave stuff around. Or you want your marriage because of what you're filling your head with. You want your marriage to look a different way. You're expecting, you want your relationships to look like this one you're yeah. reading about or this one you're hearing about or this one you're watching. That's what you want your or marriage to be. Like real on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. But you're, what you have is what you're married to. And this is the marriage you have. This is the marriage that God has this given you. This is what you, you chose. <laughs> <laughs> the ability to walk with well. I mean, like you have the fruit of spirit wherever you go, whoever you're married to. And so that may not look great for everybody. It may look amazing for some, not for others, but. I feel like if we're not careful, that envy can permeate Mm -hmm. when we look at our relationships, even like, I want my relationship to look like that. And it doesn't. And now I'm angry. And then we get mad. Yeah. And you get mad at people around you. Mm -hmm. And then people are like, why are you you like that? It causes you you not to be happy for other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can't be happy for yourself, let alone anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we talked about kind of ugliness of what that means, not to walk in the Spirit. So when you are walking in the Spirit and you're demonstrating, you're abiding, right, in the abiding in the vine, um, you've got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What does that look like every day? It looks like we're... I'm walking through a field of lilies every single Aww. day. Yeah, you're, that song, Walking on Sunshine. Yeah. Walking. Uh-huh. Do I have a smile on my face uh-huh. every day? All the time. Bringing joy. Peace. How many times do you, when, if you're ever in a bad spot? We're avoiding this question. We but are. go ahead. Keep yes, going, Amy. I'll avoid with you. Don't yeah, make that contact with her. <laughs> Don't look at her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's not here. She's not here. Um, how many times do you have, have you ever in your life reminded yourself that this is not our final destination? All the time. Yeah. So when I'm going through a hard time or yes. whatever, I'm like, thankfully, this is not where we're yes. going to end up. Yes. Okay. We've had this conversation we before. We have. Mm-hmm. Because I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Debbie doesn't do that. I don't. What is that like? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know why I don't do that. I have no like you, idea. You know that's where we're going. I do. Yeah. And, then you're just- and I'm just like, I don't know why I just assume. I'm like, that's where I'm going. It's just every day. Like. I have no idea why I don't. I, for I us, really could not hope. tell you why yeah, I don't. So in bad situations or hard situations, where do you find your hope? Like, where does your brain go for, like, that's my hope. Like, I'm going to get through this because this is not my final destination yeah. to break out. This can't, this can't eat me. This yeah. is, yeah. yeah. This is, I know that. And I don't, and, and I'm not saying any one way is better. I'm just saying mm. the way I'm wired isn't or the way God made me doesn't send me to there for my hope, even though he says that's where a hope is. I mean, it's not. So where do you no get your hope from? That's what we want to know. Well, <laughs> where do you go in your head? Like what helps you get through those? I sit through a lot of prayer. I do a lot of journaling. I um, have a couple of really good friends that I call and that pray with me. And of course my, I, you know, I have my husband and we have a but good But when you journal, and- do you write things like, I'm so glad this is not my final destination. No, this is that's interesting too. I don't. I say this is where I am. This is what's hurting, Lord. I know you have a purpose. You know, put me where I need to be. Show yeah. me what that needs to be. This is painful. 
Like, and I've gone through some horribly painful things mm-hmm. with other people and then just personally. And I have no idea wasn't why it wasn't, why I didn't ever go, oh, but this isn't, I know it's not forever. So here, I know mm-hmm. that it will change eventually here even. I have no idea why I don't go here. to why I don't yeah. go to streets of gold. I have no idea why I don't. You need <laughs> more revelation. You. you need to enjoy it. It's amazing. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> so good. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't have a good answer for that. It's I fun. Mean, That's I what makes the world go round. Like I like to say, yeah. people's okay, so different views. Ask the question again that nobody's answered. Yeah, we're ready. <laughs> now. That you've avoided. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're ready. What does it mean every day? To walk with the Spirit and show that you've got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What does that look like on a day-to-day basis? Acknowledging that you don't have to rely on yourself. That's what it is for me. How do you do that? What does that look like when you're acknowledging you don't rely on yourself? Um, When something tough comes my way or I don't make a sale on something and I was really looking forward to that, then I, I just have to remind myself that maybe this is just the time that it's supposed to happen. Um, and that God's got me no matter what he's gotten me this far. And I just have to acknowledge that and being, uh, being grateful and even in a bad moment, stopping and thanking God for everything he's done for me, even though he didn't give me this one thing that I really wanted to me, that's a, he wasn't ready for me to have that yet. And taking the time to personally acknowledge that and voice it sometimes out loud puts me in the better headspace. So you're saying it's not taking you of the joy of the spirit when something hard happens then. Right. Which that, I mean, Paul says that, right? Joy in our sufferings. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. I remember my youth, uh, my youth director from when I was a kid, his wife died suddenly in a car accident. And the first thing he said was God is so good. Mm. He had horrible, um, horrible health. He ended up having to get a, I think a kidney transplant twice. And the whole time he just kept saying, God is so good. And I'm thinking, how in the world does he think that right now? Mm-hmm. He's got a good, what's a good version, a good image of God, a good, what's the word I'm looking for? Identity? I, no. He's got a good something with God. Yeah. Word will come to me when this is over, I'm sure. And he would, and he would <laughs> Tonight say, at midnight, you'll wake up, you'll be like, oh, that was the word I wanted. And then his, then after he passed away, I saw his kids at the funeral and they were just such happy kids. And yeah. I'm like, man, he did something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I think what I, what was your question again? Amy's answer was so good. I was thinking about other things. <laughs> yeah, top that. Christina. What is it, right? <laughs> top that. Now we're making a competition. No. Um. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to walk with the Spirit every day, oh, every day and show love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control? We're gonna make sure everybody listening to this knows the fruits of the Spirit by the time we're done saying them ten times. But, um, mm. what does it look like to walk with those and demonstrate those every day? Yeah. I, when you say, what does it look like every day? You've visual, I like, I visualize myself like getting out of bed in the morning. Yeah. And being like, okay, today, Lord, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Like, that's one of my favorite verses growing up and going, okay, I'm going to rejoice in whatever's happening because this is his day. You know, and then a road bump happens or, you know, mm-hmm. we hit the side bumper or the bowling alley and we try to bounce back and going, okay, you had a plan for this. I'm going to love you through this. I'm going to be happy for this. I'm going to be grateful for this. But reminding yourself what those, what, what God calls us to do in situations. Just finding the good in everything. It sounds like it's what you're doing. Hey man, I'm also finding God in all those moments. But isn't he the good? He is the good. And so like it's times that, you know, for me right now with, with teenagers, there's a lot of 
conversations and why and why this and why not and you don't trust me and da-da-da. no no it's none of that i mean maybe it's a little but not <laughs> I, was say, I, I was like <laughs> don't trust you well yeah, yeah there's a yeah, there's truth a to that little, 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 little truth to that um you are a teenager i know and i'm give you everything yes, right no, now no i don't know it's just again emptying yourself dying to yourself um and understanding that god's in control it's so much easier for me to go Okay, Lord, these are your humans that you gave to us to parent, but gosh, they're a real pain in the hiney right now. Mm-hmm. So you got to help us figure this out. I think I've learned, and I still learn, not to do much of life on my own. Whether it's, it's of course God and I, but then sometimes it's Craig and I, and then sometimes it's a good friend that I need more advice from because Craig's like, well, why, why can't they? And I'm like, well, really? That's not helpful. United front here. Yes. <laughs> Just fail. They are now bulldozing us. This is great. So finding people that can help in those situations that you can trust, that you know they're good godly counsel. Again, back to your point. Like you, I do life better when I'm doing it with other humans, when mm-hmm. I'm not doing it by myself. Because when I do it by myself, it's usually in the dark and nothing good happens in the dark. And I'm doing it to for my flesh, for my sinful nature. Not fully knowing it till usually after the fact, when it doesn't go right. And I'm like, oh, shoot, that was not good. Mm-hmm. And I did it for selfish ambitions because of faction, envy, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Pick one. <laughs> Pick one. One of them. Or it could be all, all, all the of above. Them. Whatever. All Something. the above. But really learning to walk with other people, mm-hmm. which is messy at times. And sometimes you don't like the advice they give you. You don't. Yeah, we don't. I don't. Well, and... I think for me, what comes to mind, too, is like repentance has to be it's this humility that means that if you're going, I can admit when I'm wrong and that's freeing Mm -hmm. because I have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And I'm walking with the spirit every day. I can say God gives me those things or not. I don't I can't do it by myself. So I can admit. I can admit my mistakes and re- no, I don't, I'm not always good at that, but I do think it's very freeing to know mm-hmm. walking with the spirit means I don't have to be oblivious to my faults or to somebody else's and I can love them in spite of it and not hate them because of them. Mm-hmm. Um, because to- the flesh is hatred, you know, yes. I mean, you, and Paul even talks about that. Like you cannot, I think it was, I'm, I'm giving Paul a lot of credit. I'm hoping I'm crediting these correctly but talks job. about <laughs> talks about how he um how you can't out of your mouth both worship god and also hate his creation mm-hmm. and so and it just talks about here how ha- hatred and strife is wrong and i think sometimes we forget about that and speaking out against things we think are bad sometimes we forget we're not supposed to hate mm-hmm. we're really not and we can come across as hating and very hateful um but I don't have to. I don't have to carry that around. It's not my job to judge the world. God's got that. And so, or to correct the world or to, or to the tell world. them they're not doing things right yeah. and they're not living accordingly right. to whatever you think. Yeah. Right. It's relinquishing all that. Yeah, it is. You're exactly right. And it's knowing I'm going to I'm going to mess up a mm-hmm. lot. And that's it's freeing when you're going I don't have to be owned by my mistakes either. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz I have fruits of the spirit. Grace, too. But, and grace. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Grace, grace. When we were going through this, I really liked First Peter 2.11. It says, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Yeah. I think we have to yeah. have a clear understanding of our sin nature, our flesh, whatever, what it does, what it is trying to mm. do. 
every day. Kill your soul. Yes. And it could be a piece, a little bit of time you don't even realize it's happening. Yes. It can be just piece by piece by piece. Mm-hmm. And then before long, you're it's like, how did I get here? Yeah, yeah. How did I get here? Oh. I, yeah. My soul's been chipped away at yeah. for yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you can always restore it. It's mm-hmm. never too late. Mm-hmm. One of my sayings I cannot stand is, well, I can't go back and parent that. Oh, it's too late. They're 17. Yeah. I can't yeah. go back and do that. Whatever. Yes, you can. It's not well, too that's late. just as bad yes, to me as hearing can. somebody say, well, he's just 10. Well, yes. he's just 13. Well, he's, I'm like, well, he's just about to be a man. Yeah. So. Do something. Yeah. Get on it. I don't know. That's and, a, and, I think, and I think, too, we learn more as we get older. And that's our one thing, too. We have these parenting thing, luncheon things that we all sit around and we talk. And it can be hard to hear of things or even in counseling sessions or um, small groups like Bible studies, like Sunday mornings, wherever you're hearing all these things you're learning and you're going, oh my gosh, if I'd only done that 10 years ago, if I'd only known this or thought of this 10 years ago or 15 year ago, years ago, my life would have been different. And that's flesh there too, right? Yeah. That's envy or covetousness or wishing for something that is not to be. All we can do is do now and it's never too late, like you're saying, mm-hmm. to really attempt to... um engage in relationships and redeem those or reconcile or just go to the Lord with things that you can give him about our past that we're not happy. We can't change. And, you know, walking in the spirit means we're not going to let that turn things into hatred and bitterness and all that kind of stuff. And we didn't talk about that, but walking, yeah. that's a forward motion. That's it's true. Not sitting in the spirit. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not, Having lunch in the spirit. Right. It's literally walking. So there's a That's there's right. a there's an illustration of movement. Yeah, movement forward. Mm-hmm. And so you can't be sitting. You can be sitting in the spirit, but it calls us to walk in the spirit. It is a movement. You yes. have to continue moving. Progress. It's not like Process. sitting in, in the hot tub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every day or watching football over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I'll say I'm not. It. I'm not in the same place in my faith that I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gotten stronger. It's mm-hmm. gotten more. I've gotten more informed. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that I'm, I'm I'm not anywhere near in the same place I was when I first accepted Christ as a kid. Right. You know. Which aren't you going, man? Thank goodness. You know. And I'm like, <laughs> and I, I I accepted him and asked him to come into my heart, and I knew like a smidgen of what I know now. Sure. Which is why they call it a mustard seed, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. I just think this topic can be so hard because I think it eludes us a lot of times. Um, what do you mean hard? I just, well, and even as we're here, by people say when something's hard, hard, I'm like, really? Is, yeah. is it hard? Let's talk yeah. about that. And what I don't mean, mean hard to talk about. I mean, digesting it, yes, processing. Process. I guess I should. Yeah. Thank you for helping me clarify because it feels elusive in a lot of ways, walking with the spirit and having that emotional contentment all the time. That is love, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Mm-hmm. It just, it feels out of our reach. Mm-hmm. Well, because it is. You know, exactly. A hundred years, it is a totally out of our reach. So then, That's why the Holy Spirit fills but us. walking with the spirit yes. is not out of our no. reach. So then you have to go, what is the difference between uh-huh. the two? What Something mm-hmm. that feels out of my reach, but walking with the spirit is not out of my reach. Mm-hmm. So I and think it's we a have gift. to make that distinction. But remember, the Holy Spirit's a gift. It's a gift. The gift yes. that Jesus gave us because he knew we were a hot mess without him on the earth. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, God, they need somebody else here. And so we have to live with that and understand that it's a gift and that our flesh is not a gift. It's passions. It's weeks. It's deadly. It's 
destructive. And I will say walking with the spirit, if you're a believer, it is something you are choosing to pay attention to and do well or choosing not to pay attention to. Right? Yeah. I just don't because understand why people believer, choose not to. That, right? that to me blows my mind. Yeah. I don't, I don't, that, that's shocking to me. That you would, could be a believer and choose not to listen or walk with the Spirit? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're but, saying? Yeah, and I do think that certain occasions in life that you get a special anointing of the Holy Spirit. I will That's go that far. different uh-huh. than the one yeah. you already I'm have. I'm a little charismatic <gasps> on that one. Yeah, so, you and I got to go. We got to yeah. go rounds about that one because yeah. we're going to disagree. But yeah, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I, I think that's great. In the, in the yes. Yeah. Just as an observer. No. That's definitely, she, that's a charismatic She's tweaking her thinking. neck right now. Like, I, I am. No, no, I'm like, Ugh, I need a massage. The Holy Spirit is shouting inside me right now. Because <laughs> I'm not a huge, I mean, like, I, it's like, I, like, John MacArthur, like, I agree with him in some ways, some ways don't, but then this way he and I kind of, he, he and I agree, like, I, like on this part, apart with the strength, the but you don't agree with them on women's views either. I don't. Roles. You're right. Yeah, that's so the joy. I mean, yeah, you that's pick the joy. That's right. people that are in that light to go. Yeah. I agree with you that, but but I say ultimately yep. they don't even count. You just nope. interpret the scripture how you interpret it. That's right. Salvation is the main source, and then every or main conversation, and then after that, everything else. Is and the big thing is, you know, we're told also. I mean, we're not going to go off the rails, so grace can abound. You have grace, but you don't listen and do whatever because you're forgiven, whatever. Well, you're not supposed to be legalistic here either. You're not supposed to say everyone has to do X, Y, Z. That's religion. You know, like it's exactly like there's, we're given a lot of freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where the disagreements, like. We had a disagreement today at that um, Bible study leaders where one said, you can't have a female of a, past, a pastor of a church. It was awesome. And, and then the, the other, other one's one, like. The other one said, why would you put God in a box? And I was like, that's genius on both of y'all's views. Like. You're right. Why would you? Because in other countries, women are pastors of church because there's no men around or no one has stepped That's up. Right. So women do fill that role. They have to. Things like that. And so both of them had, but it was a, it was beautiful. It was a great conversation. So did they, and they had that conversation well. Oh yeah. They handled it, it well. At first Loving. it was a little tense, but then, yeah. you know, some of yeah. us spoke up and weighed in. And, yeah. But still, it, you can differ on those. Yep. But I guarantee you, both of them are going to think about just that conversation the rest of the day because that's how they are. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. But then it's understanding the global church, too. Yeah, yeah sure, in America, we're all like, no, women or the mm-hmm. Baptists. No, women can't. But you can't go to another country, mm-hmm. and if there's no nobody else but the female's like, I'll have it at my, I'll lead yep. it and do it at my house. Great, everybody come. And you've got 20 people. <laughs> remember my it's God going to say, I'm sorry, you can't get into heaven. You love church. <laughs> I'm just remi- remembering no. my aunt got remarried, and my grandfather had already passed away, and she had a female officiant. My mom goes, I'm just glad Papa's dead. <laughs> <laughs> this would not have gone over well. <laughs> and ready, you can start your wrap-ups. <laughs> We've tried to wrap up so many times. All right, y'all. Love you. This was fun. Until next time, everybody. Right? Everybody right. saying bye besides me. Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll Christy, talk to you. Ahead. Ahead. I know you want to. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. See you later. Till next time. Tatana. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, no, we're really going. Bye, y'all. Bye. Watch what happens now.